This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 20th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The new protocol of prosecution for every case of unlawful border crossing is, to be clear, Trump administration policy. And the separation of parents and children at the border, which is also administration policy, is needlessly traumatizing kids and parents alike. That trauma is being compounded by new administration policy, making it harder for would-be migrants to show that they are escaping oppression. Alex Narasta, immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute, discusses the fallout. Who are the people that the government is uh, rounding up and separating from their children? So these are people who have entered the United States unlawfully and in many circumstances have turned themselves into Border Patrol voluntarily to ask for asylum. They are typically family units, of course, uh, at least mothers uh, with children. The government has a policy now of prosecuting everybody for illegally entering the United States, which is a misdemeanor. So as a result, uh, families are separated. So a child who's brought in is not being charged with that misdemeanor. Their parents are. Their parents are then being held with other criminals and their kids are sent to other Border Patrol facilities uh, and eventually attempted to be uh, resettled with other family members in the United States while the parent is tried for that crime. The punishment for that offense is just time served usually. And then in theory, the kid and the parent are reunited while they are deported. What we are seeing in these pictures of children in cages is sort of in the the middle part of that process, which can take uh, several weeks to several months. So let's clarify at least one thing here, and that is the idea that this is a policy change from uh, catch and release uh, that had existed under previous administrations, and that this is entirely an executive branch policy choice. Entirely executive branch policy choice. Catch and release was a policy that every president has done, even President Trump, where they apprehend an unlawful immigrant. Sometimes they ask for asylum, sometimes not. And they give them a court date where the government will determine whether they are deportable or not or whether their asylum claim is valid or not. And then say, okay, um, show up for that date. Sometimes they release them with an ankle bracelet, sometimes on a bond, sometimes into sort of these uh, shelter type programs where the government can keep an eye on them. Sometimes it just releases them with a court date. So this was seen as sort of a loophole by the administration, seen as a way for people to get into the United States and then whereby they can disappear. Trump promised to end this and this zero tolerance policy of prosecuting all people who enter unlawfully and not letting any of them out on catch and release and keeping them all in government detention is a way they think to get around that problem, to solve that problem. Now, uh, Jeff Sessions, not that long ago, tightened up rules for people seeking asylum in the United States, which, uh, given the the timeline of how uh, this problem has apparently exploded, at least in the public consciousness, it seems fairly coordinated in terms of their approach to immigration. It's very coordinated on their end. What they are doing is the way asylum works in the United States is it's where you show up at a border or the port of entry and you say, I have a fear of persecution if you send me back to where I'm from. 
And then what the government is supposed to do, our government under our own laws, is they're supposed to take that person into the U.S., um, do sort of a first check to make sure their story at least ticks some of the boxes of the, the legal claim to make sure that they can stay. And then if it does, then they have a court case at a point in the future where the government will decide whether the claim is valid. And what has been happening is the government has been turning people back at the border. A lot of these folks showing up are Central Americans. They say they're fleeing gang violence, domestic violence, societal collapse, lots of other issues caused mainly by the drug war and uh, gangs. And the government's saying, the U.S. government's saying, come back later. Come back in a couple weeks. Uh, don't, don't try to get asylum. In the middle of this, the Trump administration, Jeff Sessions, issued guidance saying, oh, um, gang violence or domestic abuse doesn't count anymore. For asylum. We're not going to consider that. So what happened is you had this two twin prong problem, right? You had a lot of people who wanted to ask for asylum. The government told them just wait a little bit. In the meantime, the government changed the standards for asking for asylum. All of a sudden, you had this large group of people who um, wanted to ask for asylum. They don't know if they can anymore. So they sort of take advantage of this idea where if they make it into the United States illegally and then ask for asylum, the government can't send them back immediately. They think the government will have to hear their claims. Trump administration has responded to this by separating these families, separating these people, charging them with a crime, and in many cases, not even hearing their asylum case. All right. So, and is that, I mean, is that legal? Probably not. It's probably not legal, but the uh, government is trying to do everything it can to say that it is. I mean, and, and, and this is the interesting thing. Because they've snuck in illegally, they have come in illegally, uh, and they have turned themselves in, though. Uh, but because they've entered illegally, they can charge them with that crime. So they're prioritizing, the government is prioritizing charging them with that crime overhearing their asylum case, which is, as far as we can tell, the first time uh, that an administration has done that. But regardless, just I want to say regardless of the illegality or the legal issues involved in this, you know, separating families from each other when nobody is being accused of a violent or property offense, no real crime, it's just violating immigration statutes are at stake here, is a grossly disproportionate uh, punishment for the offense. And another reason besides ending catch and release they're doing this is to try to deter people from coming in the first place. That's been revealed in Department of Homeland Security documents. So this is intended to be part of the punishment. Whether or not these procedures are legal or some of them are legal or illegal, um, this is making uh, many of the problems at the border worse. My fear is that uh, as a political matter, that this is helping the White House. Is that true? That's an interesting point. In 2014 and 15, there was a large surge of child migrants on the border, caused a lot of chaos. Uh, the Obama administration detained a lot of them, not in the similar, not in the same way, but in similar conditions. And that really did help the Republicans because it showed, hey, there's this madness on the border, chaos. Democrats can't control it. But here, I think it's not going to have that effect. I think it's actually going to help the Democrats because this is an entirely Republican-controlled government and people realize, or at least are more aware of the fact that this chaos is caused by the changes in our government's policies, saying you can't come in under the asylum system, 
So you come in illegally and then we're going to separate you. And what I've noticed it do is people are aware for the first time of how brutal our immigration enforcement system actually is. You know, it's one thing to say you want to build a wall. It's one thing to say you want to stop illegal immigration. It's another thing to be confronted with pictures of children in cages separated from their parents for a nonviolent, non-property offense and to hear the audio of just like nonstop crying and wailing. Um, I think we can all agree there are circumstances where children should be separated by their parents under the law. Um, I don't think any reasonable person can say that the violation of these types of laws meets that burden. Now, uh, there's the separate question here is, does this work? Is there any evidence to support the idea that this will uh, cause people to make other plans aside from coming to the United States, either uh, as asylum seekers or as people just seeking employment and uh, a better life? There's no evidence of this type of punishment uh, working. Uh, the asylum seekers coming to the U.S. from Central America are being pushed out by the high murder rate there. It's one of the it's the most correlated factor with the number of people coming here from Central America is the murder rate down there. So whatever deterrence we do on our border uh, to try to stop them from coming is going to have to impose a greater cost than the high chance of being murdered down there. Um, and that's probably not going to work. And we've seen some some evidence of this last year. From June to November, the government uh, basically put this policy into effect in one small sector of the border by El Paso. Um, and we actually saw a 64% increase in the number of family members coming across the border um, in that border sector during that time, which was right smack dab in the middle of the increase across all border sectors. So the deterrence, like it, so the deterrence just didn't seem to work. So how does the president back away from this policy without uh losing face. So I think he backs away by saying by claiming victory on ending catch and release, reopening the normal asylum system so people can come in and creating a lot of these uh, restarting a lot of these alternative to detention programs that were not catch and release but actually kept a pretty good track of these folks so they showed up for their court hearings and the government uh, uh, continued to track them inside the United States. So restarting those programs Open up normal asylum so they come through the front door and then making sure they go to their court hearings uh, without charging them with a crime, which means that the families stay together. I think it, he's able to achieve all of his goals. He's able to declare victory and he doesn't have to have the audio and visual um, of these children in cages. All right. So Congress has uh, been cowed effectively by uh, this president for more than a year on uh, trade and any number of other issues. But this seems to have changed at least some Republicans' minds about uh, the degree to which they're willing to go along with this administration. Uh, a lot of Republicans have said that they don't like it, and some of them have said they're going to introduce a bill, like Senator Ted Cruz said he was. Um, looking at the rough outline of Ted Cruz's bill, all it would really do is keep all the families incarcerated together rather than separating them. So I'd say that's an improvement but not much of an improvement. Um, Senator Ben Sass and uh, Lankford, two Republicans, have said they want to introduce a bill to stop family separation. Um, we haven't seen it yet. The Democrats have moved much more quickly on this. Uh, Dianne Feinstein introduced a bill that has every single Democratic senator already signed up on it um, that would end family detention and go back to the old system. 
So um, a lot of Republicans are saying it's bad, but we haven't seen any uh, real legislative text introduced or any kind of real pushing for any kind of sanctions on the president's actions yet. So you would argue you would argue that uh, Republicans really haven't uh, done anything substantial to uh, make the case that this is unacceptable. Republicans have done nothing except say that it's bad and say that they plan on doing things at some point in the future on it. Um, now, I hope they do do things, but um, frankly, I'm not going to hold my breath uh, given the amount of outrage we've seen from Republicans on issues of tariffs, for instance, um, a much more sort of uniform Republicans have an, uh, the opinion that tariffs are bad. Um, we've seen very little done on that from very few Republicans. So it's very easy to express outrage. It's very easy to say uh, this is bad. It's very easy to say you're going to do something. It is entirely something else to push against the leader of your own party. Alex Narasta is an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.